0: Welcome back to another episode of Five Questions with Frank Menger, a podcast born out of a quest to change the perception of what we see on social media. Life is not all about models, bottles, boats, jets, fashion, and people showing off stacks of cash. I'll bring you interviews with entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, business leaders, and others who will share their origin stories and lessons that shape them. Each show will give you a look into the lives of people just like you that have achieved success even though the odds were stacked against them. People who you can relate to, who have been where you have been, and who are now where you might aspire to be someday. Hopping on the show today is Richard Moore, a successful businessman who went from working 60 plus hour work weeks, building something for someone else, and decided it was time to build something for himself. It's not easy to go from a guaranteed paycheck to making your own paycheck, especially at the time Richard took that leap. It was one of the craziest times of his life, but he knew it was now or never. Anyone feeling like they can't make that leap, needs to hear his story. What's up, peeps? My guest today is hailing from across the pond over in the UK. I welcome Richard Moore, a startup consultant, investor, and sales coach. After putting in 60-hour work weeks in the city of London, Richard made the move to build something of his own, embarking on a journey of failures and successes. He then decided he would take that knowledge and help other businesses do the same. Richard, it's great to have you on, brother.
1: Man, it's so good. I, I, I've been a f- fan of your stuff for a while. It's awesome to be connected and about time we did this too. So thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: You bet. I'm really excited to share your story with everyone. I think you have a pretty you know, cool journey. Um, but before we get into that, if you'd love to just you know, give the audience a little glimpse into who Richard is and, and, and what makes him tick.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, super short version is um, I worked 10 years in the city in corporate uh, and I pivoted out about seven or so years ago. And my focus now is helping um, sales teams to sell in an effective way. And from that stems things like communication and engagement. And of course, a couple of years ago, pivoting into LinkedIn to use that as well. I work a lot with uh, brands and and people and businesses getting real results there too. So it's all about how, you know, how to interact and and engage with human beings and um, comes on the back of a a lot of stories and a lot of time on the pitch uh, uh, doing it for a very long time. And um, I'm just, I'm really enjoying doing this right now. It's really good fun yeah and, and you can tell
0: I've, I've seen a lot of your content uh, definitely check the lot, lot of videos out yeah I know you got some stuff out on, on all kinds of social channels and, and you can tell yeah. I think it's very easy anyone who's creating content their own um, you can tell when someone's really into what they're doing and someone who's like doing something because maybe they have some ulterior motive and, and you can tell you have yeah. a ton of passion for it I know um, I'm part of your Facebook group you, you, you run that very well yeah. um, so So yeah, no doubt, no questioning your your, uh, commitment for sure.
1: Well, someone once asked me, they said, look, I mean, if you won the lottery, would you still do it? I'm like, oh my God, I would so be there still doing it every day. I love it. And that community thing really matters to me. Yeah, the Facebook group uh, is a great example of wanting just to be around great people. It really matters to me.
0: So, so why don't you t- tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to, to where you are today. I know I peppered on it a little bit in the beginning. You, know, you were working you know, 12-hour days, and, and a lot of people out mm-hmm. here definitely listening in are on the grind. Um, and, and, and you made a change, um, which mm-hmm. was, was pretty awesome, but a lot of people wouldn't do that. So tell us, yeah, give us a little glimpse into that background and your journey and then how you got to where you are today.
1: Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's resonated with a lot of people. And over the years since, it's it's been something where people have said, look, I'm in corporate too. And everyone agrees it's a fear-based thing. It's like, how are you going to get over this and go for it or are you not? And I've always knew, knew I was going to do my own thing at some point. It was always in there. I always wanted to. But I recognize the value of getting on the pitch, being part of a number of businesses and learning my trade as well. And I was well looked after for, for 10 years, but you're absolutely right. I got to a point where I was working 60 on occasion, 80 hour weeks. Sometimes I'd be calling my wife and saying, I'm just going to get a hotel and stay here. And like, and just then get up early in the morning. And I was working like this very, very hard work in, in the kind of role I had. And as with a lot of these things, you know, you have a kind of a, a moment where something happens and the moment took place across about a year, uh, and um, I had I lost some very close personal relatives. So my grandmother passed away and she was very close to me. Uh, and then a couple of months later, my first daughter was born, who was born without esophagus. So She was like straight to surgery. And then for the rest of that year, she was in surgery a lot. So she was like passing out on us and, and like not doing well a lot. And I was literally commuting from a hospital ward for three months. And then by the end of the year, my mum passed away and I'd only had my mum raise me since I was 11. So I had a, an intense amount of very hard stuff hitting me. And, um, my amazing wife who was kind of was, was there all, all along my the following year, as, as all of the, the kind of the, uh, aftershocks hit me and I started really imploding and having a massive issue with it, everything, um, was like, look, you're talented enough. Why don't you go and start your own thing? Because there's one thing you're always confident on is that you can close deals and close business. You know you can survive, so now's your time, go for it. And, and some people said I was irresponsible. They were saying things like, look, you've got a wife and a child. She, cause she was a lawyer, so she had a good wage and that, but she was no longer earning. And it's like, you've got mortgages, you've got cars, you've got all these bills and you're gonna start your own thing. Like that's just, that's genuinely not cool. But I knew I was, like, I was like, I have to do it because my heart wasn't really in working so hard for something else and uh, when it wasn't mine. And it's not that I've had a problem with working for other people, but it always needed to, I always wanted to, to build something of my own. And so I just felt like, you know what, this is the right time because I'm not seeing enough of this daughter who's a very precious thing. I'm not seeing enough of my wife either. And this just can't be it because I just ticked over 30 years old. And I'm like, what, is this another 30 years of this? Come on. So... I was like, it's time to switch and, and just armed only with, with the, the, the fact that there was no option other than making it work because there was people relying on me, then I had to go. And there was no, it was no like, oh, I hope it works out. It's just, no, it's going to work out. Force it. Steer into success kind of thing. And it was, it's been exhilarating, Frank. Honestly, these last seven years really have been my therapy in a way, uh, but I've really um, grown into it and enjoyed the process. And the kind of the, the number one thing uh, I would tell myself at that moment would be, um, you're doing the right thing by doing the thing you're really into, and like as long as you're keen on it and you want you're into it, you will be fine. Because as you rightly said at the start, like if you can't get enough of something, you tend it tends to show through, and and that's resulted in in, in some really good wins. It's been really hard at times, but uh, and it's been kind of ugly at the start, but just by fighting and wanting uh the results has been it's been exhilarating as well
0: yeah so i'd like to you know maybe pick apart a few things in there because i feel like definitely for the audience tuning in um and 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 maybe maybe you know taking some notes on what you've done so what i see is you 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 were pretty comfortable you know making money guaranteed money coming in you were working your butt off but yeah i mean that comes with it and, and and i get it but you made that decision you experienced um, you know, not only the loss uh, of your mother, but also the your daughter going through. Which I have an eight year old daughter. I can't imagine. You know what you were going yeah, through at that time. So, so you were you like it's like out of the ashes. It's like you know, boom! I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this happen. So it was kind of like a yeah. You know, the bad things happened, but it was a
1: springboard for you to to move on to something else and maybe to ignite sort of a yeah. fire in you. Um, I think so. I think so. And what, what was really important was at that moment, because I was raised by a single mom, at that moment, I became the apex. It was like, there's no one above you now. You're now the grown-up and now you're the responsible parent as well. So like success is not just making cash. Success is being the grown-up that can achieve all of these things at the same time. And you're absolutely right. It was, like, it was like, you know, I was, I was doing well. The company looked after me. I had the most spectacular managing director who was totally understanding. But I was like, you know, now's the time, come on, let's, let's go and grow a bit. And, and um, in a way, in a way it, it, for some people, they said it's the worst time to do it. For me, it was like, it's the right time to do it because nothing can get worse. Let's move from here. And I'm just, I would never change a thing agree and I feel like what you've done and I, I
0: talk about this, you know, quite often, especially with folks that I, I work with mm-hmm. is you made a bet on yourself. So yep. the, for me, I've been, I say it all the time, like I've been betting on myself for years and hey, I'm, I'm yeah, a good yeah. bet. I've always paid off. And I think <laughs> you knowing, okay, you you're going to make this move. Is it, you know, to some people like, whoa, you're crazy. You know, you're going to put yourself in a weird financial situation. What if it doesn't work out? Well, what if it does? You know, what if yeah. what if I don't do it and I re- and I work sixty hours a week for the next thirty years and I have all this regret that I should have, could have, woulda? I think mm-hmm. you had the 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 drive to do it, but also knowing that. What the consequences of the failure were. If I fail, Absolutely. this is what's going to happen. So I think that is like propelling you constantly forward. And when you Absolutely. feel like quitting,
1: it's like I can't quit because of this. Exactly, not my family. And that's the family. thing. And, and understanding, especially from a sales role, you know, my first job was sales, and I've been in that space all my career. And it's like you understand by this time that that's it's going to be up and down. That's part of it. And the the one tool you've got is just to be able to keep going through the walls and. You know, and and yeah, you're right. Like, at no point was I allowed the dialogue. Oh, but what if it doesn't work? Because if I allowed that to creep in, it meant I wasn't focusing enough. And um, I allowed other people to say, Well, I just think this is a bit irresponsible and things like that. I was like, That's fine if you want to say that. But what really matters is what I say to myself. And I know that's touchy feely, but there's this inner dialogue. And I've been in this bubble all the way through and knowing that I've got this. And even if I haven't, I will force my way through. And, you know, there's sometimes it's like, you need to find money out of thin air in the next day because of payroll. Um, but you just, you just, you know, it's romantic, man. It's fun. And that's part of the challenge. And if you read any biography of anyone successful, there's those moments constantly pu- punctuating it, isn't there?
0: Yeah. And, and the fact that you, you, you said earlier that, you know, you kind of had this, you knew that you wanted to do this. It was always yeah. there. And then you made the move. I feel like, and that's what some people need to realize that they have to have the self-awareness that, okay, maybe people work 60 hours, you know, they're working, you know, they're not the number one at the company, but they have a position where they have freedom. They're making good money. They love what they do. And there's plenty of people out there that are like, I'm comfortable here and I love doing this. And I feel like this cool. is really where I belong to be. Then there's other people like like me, like you that had that drive. that's like, yeah, this is where I'm at, but this isn't where I want to be. And, and, yeah. I, and you knew that, which is great. And I think people really have to have that self aware. You don't need to own a company if that's no, what not you want
1: to do. If you're driven to own yeah. be your boss. And I think there's, really, the there's a really good point in there. There's a really good point in there, which is that people need that self awareness to really audit mm-hmm. if they are in a role in order to generate an amount of money in their bank account at the end of the month that can perpetuate them being in that role and living in that house if that's the reason then it's like you're you're like what a waste of probably a great talent because you're just doing it doing it for the money is crazy because the truth and i experienced it firsthand the truth is you it's surprising what you can live off you can live off a tremendously low amount of money if you really need to at the start and and get by and also you know that if you have the right kind of talent you know what you can do learning the right way of especially working online for instance learning the way to interface with people and just being a decent human you can start getting money coming to you right away and that problem solved but then you're in this wonderful space of of a bit more freedom to think and take it in your way and really design your week as well I do believe um, that you know it's worth exploring it um, cause the regret would be too big otherwise.
0: Yeah.
1: So, so I'd like to
0: kind of unpack a little bit about, so you got you know, 16 years or so working in experience in sales. You work with, with folks where a lot of them are selling some kind of high ticket items that really make mm-hmm. a, a difference in, 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 their revenue and, and how you yeah. help them impact that you've, yeah. you've got a couple courses. I know you got the monetize you, the basics of sales course, you got a LinkedIn course, um, you do these events, global events, the entrepreneur business live events. Um, yeah. You do the live Q&A. So you are, you're literally exposed to not only the clientele and the people that are, that are hiring you to help them get to where they want to be and achieve what yeah. they want, but you're also involved in all these other pockets and phases and interacting with people. So, so taking a look at that, your experience, um, what, what's a piece of advice that you would give to those tuning in that's like, this is this is Richard's piece of advice and, and take it or leave it, but but they should be listening to you.
1: Yeah, I think I think the thing that stands out, if you look at all these things you've mentioned, is that it's very easy to contribute to a conversation. Let's take the online world, for instance, to show up on posts and comment and things, and one should do that, that's good to be part of the community. But the, the advice I'm really giving here is that you should host the parties. You really should. In the same way, like all of those entrepreneur business live events so like I think there's twenty-six we've had across the planet, all raising money for charity, it was like five thousand dollars last year we raised for local charities through these things. Every every one of those is like it's like, why am I going to other people's event other people's events? Why don't I show up for them? Why am I just gonna write comments on other people's content? Why don't I produce content? Why just be on others? wonderful shows like yours why not curate your own as well and I think it's so important to host parties against the very tight niche or topic within which you you reside because what you're doing is you're saying hey come over here very small slither of audience who actually matter and and check out what I have to say and it's really important that, and people talk about like building your tribe and things like that and that's what it's about it doesn't mean you can't show up for other people and you really should but the really big advice is you should be hosting parties in metaphorically speaking, uh, start the conversations, be the reason, you know, almost like, you know, every Monday or whatever it is, my wife and I lately, we, it's like, right, ready. The last dance is on. Let's go. And like last night, we were a bit late to it last night, right? Next two episodes. We're showing up every single week for that show. And, and people will start doing the same for you as well because it's compelling to that that small set of people that are into it. And it's so important to do, it, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and you make a great point that I think people look at metrics in a certain way and say, well, um, you know, I've got a, I started my podcast, but only, you know, consistently every week, you know, 15 people download it. Well, those 15 mm. people are showing up for you. Um, that's mm. what you want. You don't, if a hundred people show up, but only 15 want to be there for you, focus on the 15. Um, so I Absolutely. think you're, you're correct there and kind of, you know, that's the, attract the people that want to be attracted to you and you guys can vibe off each other. I think that's. Yeah. I'm and,
1: and one superpower is consistency. It really is because it doesn't have to be all that, but what happens is across time, people start hearing about you again and again. And the 15, even if it doesn't increase increase by that much, it's that consistency that people start hearing about it more and more. The events I run, they're not huge. They're not massive at all. You know, the bigger ones are like 50 or 60 people. That's it. And, and we were going to have Miami. It was going to be 180, but normally they're like 30 people. They're not huge. But by broadcasting it enough, those little events have, have like, you can, you can't measure it one for one in terms of metrics. And there was no data proving it, but, over time, you feel yourself being lifted by these things. It just makes sense to be consistent as well. So on the flip side of that, love the fact of the, you know,
0: advice you'd give. What's, what's a piece, uh, you know, something that you see a lot, you know, again, looking at all the people you work with, um, what's something that they're doing wrong where you're like, Hey, I noticed this and this is what I wish I could change.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I, 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 you and I both inhabit to a degree, because we obviously have jobs as well, we, we do, but we inhabit the LinkedIn world and the content creation world too. It's not actually our full time jobs, people need to understand. <laughs> we have to we work with companies and so on. One thing I do find, if we look at that space, is that there's this big amount of finger crossing uh, and hope in strategy where people say, well, if I produce content, and that might be just the share of someone else's article. And just post it and run. Maybe one day I'll just go viral and everything will work out, right? And, and the truth is that we actually, even the, the newbies, actually deep down know what they really need to do. And it's the same as the offline world. It's you need to show up for the people and for the audience that would show up for you. If I, I've said this recently, if I want to move house and ask my friends to help me, They'll only say, yeah, sure, no problem if I've invested in them in the past, right? If I've shown up for them, helped them whatever way, hung out, be a good guy and so on. And it's the same with content. You've got to spend the majority of your time with the community, like get amongst them, you know. And doing shows like this, is a, is it, this isn't about money. This is about just making sure that I'm front and center and on people's radar and also validates our connection as well. It, you know, we have a good time hanging out. And that all means that like by spending the majority of the time with the people then that props up the things you the more commercial things you're trying to achieve
0: what is so so what what keeps you going yeah you've been doing this now for almost eight years yes so you've kind of like you said you had failures you've had successes I think you've taken risk for sure um, but what is it what's what is it that your feet hit the ground in the morning and you're like I'm ready, I'm, I, I wanna keep going. Yeah. What,
1: what is I, it? Well, well I've firstly, gotta remember, this is not someone else's world I'm living in. This is not someone else's job description that I've decided to take. This is all by design, right? So, it, you know, the, one of the first things I got rid of was that feeling on a Sunday of like, well, man, I've got Monday coming out. I want Monday to be the best day of the week. How do I get into a Monday wanting to do it? Designing the week so you wanna do it means you run at it. But also, if you achieve a level of success, So that, and by success, what I mean is the ability to be flexible, to spend time with family, the ability to uh, have enough money that the family is happy and has experiences and so on. It allows you to experience and test um, things that might fail. And what that really means is like if you get a robust business running, you can have fun with being creative and being innovative and you don't have to be safe with literally everything you do. So you know, the Entrepreneur Business life thing, after the first event in London in back in um, the summer of 2018, I was like, let's do New York. Come on, let's go global. Let's try them all over because if you don't go big, no one will think you're serious, right? So, and I remember saying to um, uh, Anna, who was helping with operations at the time, I was like, we can screw the whole thing up. No problem at all. I'm... I'm financing the whole thing. If no one shows up, do you know what? I get to go to New York. It doesn't matter. Like, let's have to have fun with it. And allowing yourself the freedom to go play, and and sh- you know, look, think about. It, like, it's four thirty on a thir- on a Wednesday afternoon, and I'm doing this with you rather than sitting in my office in an office doing other things. Being able to have the freedom to try things that might go well or might not work at all means it keeps me going because it's like, well, what's the new thing I could try today? As long as I maintain the business I'm doing, what what are the fun new things I could explore, and um, that's awesome. Like that, that means I can try new experiences, uh, which I should be doing because you know I'm lucky enough to have the life I've got. Love the fact that you touch on that kind of
0: your your version of success too, because I feel like so me, I started my first company 17 years ago, and when I did that. My and i was you know a lot younger i'm forty two now but my my version what what success was to me was you know models and bottles and boats and jets and fashion and you know, all the all the stuff you see you know today on social media people the yeah. when i was twenty six years old in my the twenty six year old version of me today i would have been glamorized by all the stuff you see on social media and we see yeah. it everywhere and it's like you gotta have a jet to to be successful and, yeah. and all this stuff and i feel like um there that's what you know people 's version of success gets diluted and gets kind of yeah. cloudy. I think back then I thought that 's what success meant oh, I got money mm-hmm. in my bank account, I could buy a watch, have a fancy car, and then you fast yeah. forward to today and success means totally different to me it's way different yeah. and and it's good to hear your and of course, now the fact that, A, you've ex, you know, experienced a lot in your life, you've went through some traumatic times, mm-hmm. you've went, built, built the business, had risk, you know, you work with other people, you know, you have like a responsibility too, yeah. um, and, and you're de, you're, you defining success today, again, I think is really important for people to see other people's perspective on
1: success. Uh, I agree, and I think the I think the I think the Holy Grail in in the definition of success, and the main thing, as you point out, there is is you understand you define your own success, not not trying to emulate others. But the 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 Holy Grail, in my opinion, is flexibility. Uh, you know, I've not missed the nativity play of either of my daughters, and i sit in there and I'm like, you know, it's, it is mostly the dads that are absent. It's like, where are you? Got you know, that's the point. It's like, what's the why am i having children otherwise, and being at to just have those other things i can do and uh tomorrow for half the day i'm homeschooling my children because they're off on lockdown. and and rather than being what well, i can't because of work right and you know it's good to be able to be flexible and sure some nights i have to offset it and, and but let's be clear like, i still like nice stuff it's just it's not front and center and i was the same um you know i was although i was corporate when i was 26 or so it was a lot of like. I remember the company had like a Porsche nine eleven. They're like the best sales. Having a Porsche for the weekend was ridiculous. It was really good fun, and all that was awesome. But it's more that's kind of. I think what happens is you do it to be flashy when you're that age, don't you? Whereas now, because I'm forty this year, so I'm 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 still in my mid thirties, Frank. But <laughs> but what, what I've what I do think is that it's nice to have those nice things, but I don't have to flex them uh, because. I only would get them for me. So the first time I bought my, uh, I bought my first nice-ish wash. It was like three and a half grand. And I'm like, that's a really nice purchase. But I wasn't showing people. It was like, I want that for me. And I bought it because it meant something. And I I didn't allow myself, I'm very kind of, uh, I I make myself reward-based culture. So I only allowed myself to buy it when I had achieved certain thing. And, um, you know, that was like, it was like, I don't have to flash the thing. Knowing I've got it on is what matters to me. And, and, you know, I don't care if people think I'm, I'm successful or not. It's, it's my feeling of it. That's what matters.
0: Yeah. Cool. I, I love that reward-based culture. I wrote that down. I respect that. Um, Big time.
1: Like everything.
0: <laughs> so where, uh, my favorite part of the show, and I can't wait to hear your answer, uh, okay. is and where are we going? Like, let's take a look into Richard's crystal ball and give us a glimpse into the future, you know, I don't know, five, ten years out. Where, where
1: are we going? Where are we going to be? I i miss deeply having a a team around me i like i have a team sure and shout out to them all that's amazing but like a physical bricks and mortar building with people in it i miss it so much it's been several years from that now and i've always been a team manager and, and like people person and and grown people and things like that and like I'm headed aggressively towards that at the moment. The the events, for instance, was originally going to be commercial, but it's a nice, fun thing we do. And but what's happened since the end of last year is um, I've worked a bit more on, on as an agent uh, or an agency to provide not just kind of consultancy, but actually uh, to help people with. Um, content using the team and, and actually produce meaningful results for them because I understand sales, I understand the content and the, and the online space, space as well. So it's been really fun to build. And one of the big goals I've got is, and I, I have it in front of me because every day I write out what I'm, what I'm all like, the, the rewards and the goals I'm, I'm up for. And, uh, and one of the main ones is, is to have a, a 50 people plus successful business 50 people for me isn't just for the sake of it because of the number but 50 people means I've got an ecosystem and that requires more than just me to be great and that means I'm surrounding myself with other great people and I'm relishing all the challenges challenges that would bring because I really really want to get back into that I've done that so many times I've done PL, I've been a director of businesses and things and I'm, I'm looking forward to building something of my own in that respect so in the next few years I'll be going in that direction and um, I'm, I cannot wait. And lockdown is going to slow me <laughs> somewhat. But it's uh, it's all good. It's not only temporary.
0: Yeah. And, and I like the fact that, you know, I, I do that too. You know, you write down you know where, where you want to be. I think people aspire to do something like, I'm going to do this or I'm going to buy this or I'm going to have that. And it's like, okay, well, wh- what are you doing to get there? You know, like, what are you doing yeah. today that's going to get you there in 12, 24, 36 months? So I like the you know, manifesting the thoughts and, and putting that that's into action. so
1: That's so important because I'm, 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 I'm like the guy for action. I'm absolutely abhor the idea of, of and, and all love to people who do vision boards and so on, but I'm, I'm, I'm not about um, hoping by thinking and dreaming. I'm all about action to make it happen. So I have those things written out again and again every single day. And then the tasks, I have to do that audit. Like how does this task Map to one of those 10x goals, you know, how does it get me there? And if it's not, then why am I choosing to do that task? It's really important to ask yourself why are you doing certain things. And if it doesn't relate to where you're trying to go, ask yourself strong questions like, should I really be doing that thing?
0: True. Great advice. So where, yeah, thanks for, for, for bringing some knowledge and, and definitely you know, love Thank it. You yeah. I think you, you put some, some great information out there to the audience. Where do they find you? Where are they? They want to learn more about you. Where,
1: where are we sending them? Well, there's uh, well, one, we hook up on LinkedIn. It makes sense. So I, I'm uh, LinkedIn dash in dash uh, uh, slash Richard James Moore. And, uh, or you can go to the Richard Moore.com. Sadly, Richard Moore was taken. I couldn't, couldn't buy it off the guy. He would not let it go. So I love Richard Moore. Uh, so um, so get that bit right. And yeah, happy to engage with people and help out wherever possible. But um, uh, yeah, it's, it's just great to make make new connections. You never know who's, who's next.
0: Great. Yeah, and I'll link all that information down in the show notes. So uh, appreciate it. You appreciate you being on, man. Um, thanks a lot. I'm glad we were able to make this happen and uh, looking forward to releasing this.
1: You're very welcome, man. It's just great to meet you Viney Thanks so much.
0: All right. I want to thank everyone who took the time out of their day to listen in. If you like the show, please give it a rating. If you or someone you know would be an amazing guest on the show, head over to 5questionswithfrank.com for more information. I'll see you next week.